This is The World in 10 from the Times of London on Saturday the 21st of January. I'm Nkem Ifejika. And I'm Amy Gill. Germany and allies still in talks about sending German-made tanks to Ukraine. We don't fear anything. We have just responsibility for our population in Germany and in Europe. And we have to balance all the pros and cons before we decide things like that, just like that. And France increases its military spending. But as a nation, we also need to transform ourselves to be ready for more wars, more brutal wars and more ambiguous wars too. Germany says it's having discussions with allies and Ukraine about whether to send Leopard 2 tanks for Ukraine's defense against Russia. Kyiv says they would be a game-changer for their forces. The German-made tanks were designed specifically to compete with the Russian T-90 model being used in the invasion. Germany has long had a policy of not sending arms to conflict zones, but they have revised that since the war in Ukraine began. At a meeting of defence ministers, the new German defence minister Boris Pistorius denied that he was blocking a tank transfer and said he hoped a consensus solution would be found soon. We don't fear anything. We have just responsibility for our population in Germany and in Europe. And we have to balance all the pros and cons before we decide things like that, just like that. This is nothing else. And I'm very sure that there will be a decision in the short term, but I don't know why and I don't know how, how the decision will look. Poland and Spain have the tanks and are willing to send them, but they need Germany's permission to do so. Meanwhile, the United States is going to designate the Wagner Group as a transnational criminal organization. The Russian mercenary outfit has taken a leading role in the invasion of Ukraine. National Security Spokesman John Kirby explained what the designation would mean. It will open up additional uh, avenues for us to continue to uh, not only sanction Wagner and uh, put more squeeze on their uh, ability to do business around the world, but will assist others in doing the same. It will broaden the network of, of, uh, of uh, nations and institutions that will be able to stop doing business with Wagner. The White House released what it says is declassified satellite imagery of a delivery of rockets and missiles from North Korea to the Wagner Group for use in Ukraine. From one NATO member to another now, as France looks set to increase its military spending to transform its army. Attending a ceremony at a military base, President Macron proposed that France increases military spending by over a quarter between 2024 and 2030. He says that he believes an increased budget will amplify France's defence efforts in an unprecedented way in the past 50 years. Speaking through a translator, the French president says his country needed to be one war ahead. We have to win the time separating us from the next conflict. Yes, the nation has to transform its armies by keeping its core strategies, by relying on the excellence and devotion of its military staff. But as a nation, we also need to transform ourselves to be ready for more wars, more brutal wars and more ambiguous wars too. The announcement comes as Russia's war in Ukraine is 11 months. Despite being the European Union's only nuclear power, France has come under fire for not sending enough military equipment to Ukraine. But French officials say that operations in Africa and years of chronic underinvestment have made it impossible to send anything immediately. 
Under the president's new proposal, the French defence budget will increase to 413 billion euros, up from 295 billion. Meaning that by 2030, the French defence spending will have doubled since Mr Macron took power in 2017. Part of that spending includes investment in drones and military intelligence, which French officials have admitted it lacked. Mr Macron also said France would pay particular attention to its military presence in overseas territories, especially in the Indo-Pacific, where new threats were emerging. You're listening to The World in 10, insights and analysis into all the top stories from around the world and all in just 10 minutes. On the way, more protests rock Peru and a search is underway for missing actor Julian Sands. New Zealand's Education Minister Chris Hipkins is set to become the new Prime Minister following this week's resignation of Jacinda Ardern. The 44-year-old career politician was the only candidate to have put his name forward when the Labour Party's leadership ballots closed on Saturday morning. Hipkins is expected to be formally confirmed as leader when Labour MPs meet on Sunday. Ardern announced her resignation on Thursday, saying she lacked the energy to lead the Labour Party into the October general election. Hipkins said he couldn't wait to get started. I'm really looking forward to the job. I'm feeling energised and enthusiastic uh, and I'm looking forward to getting into the work. So uh, I do want to to thank the people of New Zealand as well uh, for their patience during this process. I acknowledge that the resignation of a Prime Minister is a big thing. Hipkins is best known as the face of New Zealand's strict lockdowns and border closures during the pandemic when he led the weekly updates. He said the public knew the work that he'd done in the past. Look, I've thoroughly enjoyed being a minister in Jacinda Ardern's government. I think the New Zealand public have seen the work that I have done. I've, you know, dealt with some challenging situations over the last five and a half years, the last couple of years particularly. And, you know, I'm a human being. I'll make the odd mistake from time to time. I try and own the mistakes that I make. I don't pretend to be someone that I'm not. I've never done that in the past and I don't intend to start doing that now. He will face a huge challenge to convince New Zealanders to re-elect the nation's more than five-year-old Labour government in the face of a resurgent Conservative National Party when elections are held later this year. Tensions once again flared in Peru on Friday as protesters took to the streets of the capital, Lima, clashing with police. Protests have rocked the country since December, when President Pedro Castillo was ousted after he attempted to dissolve the legislature to prevent an impeachment vote. He was replaced by President Dina Boluarte. Friday's protesters chanted Dina, assassin, the people reject you, as they railed against the rising death toll of the unrest, which now stands at 45. Thousands had descended to the capital earlier in the week, calling for change. President Boluarte has dismissed calls for her resignation and a snap election, instead calling for dialogue and promising to punish those involved in the unrest. The government has extended a state of emergency to six regions, curtailing some civil rights as protests spread throughout the country. And now with reports of trouble for one of Italian football's biggest clubs, here's the sports news with John Jackson. Italian football giants Juventus have been deducted 15 points by a court in Italy investigating the club's transfer dealings, leaving the country's most successful team marooned in mid-table. The ruling is tougher than expected and comes following a hearing that looked into the way Juventus and a number of other teams dealt with player exchange deals. 
The deduction pushes them down to 10th place in Serie A, outside the qualifying spots for lucrative European competitions. In a late-night statement, the court also imposed bans from holding office in the Italian game on 11 past and present Juventus directors. These include former chairman Andrea Agnelli and former sports director Fabio Paratici, who's now the managing director of football at English Premier League club Tottenham Hotspur. Juventus said it would appeal to the country's sport guarantee board once the reasons for the ruling were published. Juventus have also denied wrongdoing and said their accounting was in line with industry standards. An aerial search continued on Friday for the British actor Julian Sands, who fails to return from a hike in Southern California. He was reported missing by a friend a week ago. Officials said he was last seen near the Baldy Bowl Trail, a popular hiking spot in the San Gabriel Mountains, about 50 miles northeast of Los Angeles. Sands, who's 65, is known for roles in A Room with a View in Arachnophobia and has appeared in television series such as Smallville and 24. A ping from Sands's smartphone may have indicated that he was still on the move two days after he was reported missing. He's a keen and experienced hiker whose hikes can range from a few hours to several days. And finally, rhythmic chants, throat singing and musical instruments are all part of an oral tradition that has now gained special status on the UNESCO list of intangible cultural heritage of humanity. Camel whispering, also known as al-Hedda, helps Bedouin herders guide their camels through the deserts of the Arabian Peninsula. Each herder has a unique melody which is passed down from generation to generation. Not just used for herding camels, the chants are also performed at important social events, including weddings. UNESCO said it hoped that granting the status would inspire local communities to safeguard other traditions, from drinking Arabic coffee to storytelling. And that's your World in 10 from the Times of London on Saturday, the 21st of January. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.